Okay, okay, we're going to get to the podcast in just one minute. But imagine I gave you the opportunity to invest in Microsoft, in Apple, in Tesla at its infancy. And now you made all this profit and it would be unbelievable. You'd be so thankful and so grateful. I believe that that day is today for Torch. Because for the next 36 hours, every donation you contribute at givetorch.net is doubled by our generous matchers, and you can come in at the ground floor. Yes, last year, over 1 million people enjoyed our podcasts. You as well, I hope. And I believe we can get to 10 million this year, but we need your help. It's only one day a year that we ask. We need your contribution. We need your partnership. We love your partnership and your friendship. Please contribute at givetorch.net, givetorch.net. Every dollar is matched. I apologize for taking your time. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Living Jewishly podcast, where every week we try to cover one full chapter of halacha, one full idea and concept in Jewish law. This week we're going to discuss the morning blessings. And as we mentioned previously, there are 21 morning blessings that we recite every single day. This is regardless of weekday or Shabbos, we have these blessings that we recite every day. Thanking Hashem for giving us the mitzvah of washing our hands. Thanking Hashem for giving us a body that functions. Thanking Hashem for the Torah that He has given us, for choosing us as His nation, for giving us a pure soul, etc., etc. Upon arising, number one, upon arising in the morning, one should recite the morning blessings, thanking Hashem for the amazing gifts He has bestowed upon us with a new day. One who was awake all night should recite all the morning blessings, except for Natila Sedaim, washing hands, Elohai Nishama, the pure soul, Hamavi Yersheno, he who passes sleep from our eyes, and Birchas Torah, the blessing of the Torah. It is proper to hear someone else recite these blessings and answer Amen upon hearing them. So if you can find someone else who did sleep through the night and have them recite those blessings for you and you recite Amen, and then it is considered as if you recited them as well as previously mentioned. Now, why shouldn't the person say those blessings? Because, when, for example, Elokai Neshama, God, the Neshama that you have restored within me, well, you didn't sleep, so your neshama, our sages teach us, that when one sleeps, your neshama is taken. I remember my rabbi, I think this was maybe in first grade, my rabbi says, you know, when we wake up in the morning, we have a pure neshama that is restored within us. That's why we wash our hands, because our neshama is taken to the heavens, and God takes it off and brushes off our neshama, cleans it off, and then restores it to us all fresh. How many times do we go to sleep at night worried? We go to sleep concerned or upset. We wake up in the morning like nothing ever happened. You know why? Because our neshama was taken, cleaned up. It was buffed and now restored within us. So if someone doesn't sleep at night, this blessing doesn't apply to them because they didn't sleep. So have someone else recite that blessing. You answer amen and it's considered as if you recited that blessing. Since it is questionable whether or not concluding the first blessing of the Torah of La Asok Bidivrei Torah, a beautiful morning blessing of thanking Hashem for giving us the Torah and giving us the toil of Torah. So very beautifully, if you look 
at this blessing, la asok bidivrei Torah, to be immersed, to be involved in the words of Torah, engrossed in the world words of Torah. So that blessing, since it is questionable whether or not concluding the first blessing of the Torah of la asok bidivrei Torah is considered the end of a blessing, one should avoid answering amen or making any interruptions, and should immediately continue with the next blessing of Veharev Na, please make your Torah sweet. And if you look in the Art Scroll Siddur, they combine both of those blessings, the blessing of La Sog Sora, and immediately go into Veharev Na without any interruption, without any break, and without answering Amen. Number four, it is best to recite the blessings silently, this one, so that no one gets confused and answers Amen because you're, you haven't, you're not done your blessing. It, can, it continues. One should not recite the blessing of Hanosin Lasech Vina till the morning rises. And that is the blessing thanking Hashem for giving us intellect and giving us insight to differentiate between morning and evening, between day and night. So the blessing is, Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who gave the heart understanding to distinguish between day and night. This blessing should not be recited till the morning rises. A blind person should recite the blessing thanking for eyesight, since the eyesight of others benefits him. So typically we would think that which is thanking Hashem, uh, who gives sight to the blind, that is very, very beneficial to someone who's blind because other people can guide him. It is important to recite the blessings in the proper order. In general, the order makes a huge difference. Like, for example, when we eat food, we know that there are six different blessings for food. There's a proper order, a priority list of what blessings go first before others. Why? So here's an example. What blessing would you recite first? An apple or a vegetable? An apple is a fruit that grows from a tree or a vegetable which grows from the ground. What's the difference? If you recite the blessing of the something that comes from the ground, the tree also comes from the ground. So it would include that blessing as well. So you first recite on the tree and then you recite from the ground. You're saying the order makes a big difference in halacha Order counts. Okay, so there's a proper way in which, so the way in which our sages also, you go up, I'll give you an example. If someone is giving you a compliment and thanking you for Thanksgiving dinner, so you work your way up. The house is so beautiful. The table is set so nicely. You know, you work your way up and then you start saying the first course, the second course, you know, the the... You, you work your way up. You don't just start. Everything was great. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't, right? You, you, you work your way up and you, that's the way in which we praise Hashem. We work our way up in that praise. Number eight. If one mistakenly recited the blessing of Zokev Kafufim, who straightens the bent before Matir Asurim, who releases the imprisoned, they should not recite who releases the imprisoned since it already is included in the blessing of who straightens the bent. 
Upon hearing the conclusion of the blessing, who removes sleep from my eyes and slumber from my eyelids, one should not say amen at that point, since this blessing is continued with the Yihiratzon, and may it be your will, we ask for a special blessing that Hashem keep us away from sin and keep us away from bad influences. Upon the conclusion with who bestows his bountiful kindness on his people, Israel, then you should say, you should recite Amen. In general, if one failed to recite the morning blessings prior to praying, so let's say someone gets to synagogue, synagogue is already, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, and now you're rushing to catch up to them, you want to say Shema with them, you want to say the Amidah with them, but you miss the morning blessings. They can recite those blessings after the prayer. There are, however, few exceptions where blessings are already fulfilled with other parts of the prayer and are no longer required to be recited after prayer. And these are the three, the two exceptions. The blessing of Natila Sidaim, since it was instituted for the prayer, and now, since the prayer has already concluded, you don't need to wash, you don't need to recite the blessing of washing your hands. And the blessing of Elokai Nishama, since it is covered by the blessing of Bechaye Hamesim, resurrector of the dead, you don't need to recite that as well either. There is a third exception, I was right. If the blessing of the Torah was not said before the morning prayers, some maintain not to say them after the prayer, okay, because they were exempt from saying of Avarabak with unbound love, which is a blessing whose contents are also similar to those of the Torah blessing. Others maintain that saying Ahavarabba does not exempt one from reciting the Torah blessings unless one learns Torah immediately after the Amidah without any interruption. So if someone says the blessing of Ahavarabba, which is the blessing right before the Shema, and then after the Amidah sits down and learns something, then great. But if not, they have to repeat the Torah blessings that they omitted in the beginning of prayer. Therefore, initially, one should be careful to recite the Torah blessings before the morning prayers. In the event that one forgot to recite the Torah blessings before morning prayers, one should study a Torah text immediately after the Amidah. If you also forgot to do this, then because of doubt, which we mentioned previously, when you have any doubt in blessings, you do not repeat them. You are not required to recite the blessings on the Torah. If one is called to the Torah for an aliyah, so someone's called up to the Torah, like today, this morning, we had a young little bar mitzvah boy, got his first aliyah this morning in shul. It's really special. So what's if they call you up to the Torah before you recited the blessings of the Torah? If it is possible before the aliyah to recite all the Torah blessings and also say at least one verse of Torah, like Yivarechacha, which we do every morning, by the way. When we recite the morning blessings and we recite the blessing on the Torah, we immediately say a piece of Torah. We learn, we, we say something. What do we say? Yivarechacha, Adonai Vishmerecha, may Hashem bless you and safeguard you, which is a verse in the Torah. Ya'era denai panavalecha vichuneka, yisa denai panavalecha vichasimucha shalom. May Hashem illuminate his countenance for you and be gracious to you. May Hashem turn his countenance to you and establish peace for you. This is a verse in the Torah. And then we recite a Mishnah, and then we recite a piece of Talmud every single morning. 
so that the Torah blessing isn't in vain, it actually is applied to something. If one, okay, so if one was called to the Torah, see, it's best if they can recite the blessings and say Yivarechecha prior. One should do so and then go to the Torah and recite the blessings. If, however, it is impossible to follow this procedure, one should go to the Torah anyway and recite the blessings. Since at the Torah you will have recited Asher Barchabanu, the blessing of Asher Barchabanu, you should say afterwards only the blessing of Asher Kedishanu who sanctified us and Veharevna, please make pleasant the teachings of your Torah until Le'amo Yisrael to his people Israel and then say Yevarechecha Hashem and omit the blessing of Asher Barchabanu that you already recited during your Aliyah at the Torah. So that concludes the laws of the morning blessings. Hope it's not confusing. My dear friends, thank you so much.